Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Tracy Swedlow, Editor-in-Chief of Interactive TV Today and the co-producer of the TV of Tomorrow show. The following podcast is an interview that I did with the CEO of Brightcove, David Mendels. He talks about the fact that Brightcove is embracing Apple's new tvOS, which was recently announced by Tim Cook in San Francisco. tvOS is, of course, their new operating system that will support new sorts of apps. And Brightcove has on offer now something called their Jumpstart for Apple TV. David goes into great detail about why they're doing this, how they're going to do it, and their long-term support of Apple's agenda. And he has a lot of other comments about why he thinks this is important. This is Tracy Swedlow from Interactive TV Today, and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, okay, actually, we, I guess we've already started, um, but the, uh, we're actually doing a radio show. So welcome to what we call Radio ITVT, which is part of uh, Interactive TV Today, uh, a publication I started in 1998. And we Fantastic. have... Uh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Uh, we have, um, obviously, our online... Um, offering. We also produce our conferences, the TV of Tomorrow show, which happened in New York and San Francisco, which you're welcome to uh, be part of, attend, speak at, because of the announcement that you put out recently. Uh, and of course, by the way, uh, we're speaking to David Mendels, who's the CEO of Brightcove, a company that has uh, pioneered online video for many years, the the, the uh, delivery of online video and uh, uh, and you recently put out an announcement that you are going to be seriously supporting uh, your customers or any new customers that you get interest in uh, the Apple TV TVOS platform. So, uh, I mean, I know a lot is going on with Brightcove in general, but we wanted to focus on this particular announcement. But if you want to sort of give a quick overview of, uh, you know, what Brightcove does to anybody who hasn't heard of it before, um, Please be my guest. Sure. Thank you. I appreciate that opportunity. Um, we are a cloud services provider for everything to do with video delivery and monetization. Uh, so we provide uh, a whole bunch of cloud services for uh, transcoding, for publishing, for playback, for ad insertion, um, for a lot of the leading media brands in the world, um, everyone from you know the BBC Worldwide to uh, USA Today, to the Figaro in France, to Legendary Pictures, to Time Inc., to Viacom, and then um, also to brands who use video for a wide range of marketing and communication, um, companies like um, Burberry, Puma, uh, Hugo Boss, um, Georgetown University, all over the place, really any kind of company. And um, that's what we do. We were founded 11 years ago, and it's interesting because the conversation today is about Apple TV. I was talking with Jeremy Allaire, who is my colleague, and, and he was the original founder of the company. Now he's uh, chairman of the board, and I'm the CEO. 
Um, and he was saying the other day that he founded the company 11 years ago for this moment in time, the moment in time where the combination of video and the open Internet, open application platforms and television all converged. And that was the original vision was that the, you know, it, it, I'll step back a little bit. Before um, 2002, 2003, you couldn't do video in a browser. You had to download a separate player, you know, a, a, a real player, a real mm -hmm. media player, right. player. And then we had a video to flash, and it changed everything. And that was where Jeremy, you know, the light bulb went on. He left Napa Media. He started Brightco. And he said the combination of video and the open Internet is going to change everything. And it did. And suddenly, you know, video is the primary data type on the Internet. Um, every media company has a huge focus on their digital strategy and increasingly looks at the way they're going to do all their video delivery as Internet-based delivery. And not just every media company, but every company has become a media company. But really, a, a big milestone here for me and for us is Apple TV having an open app ecosystem. Um, and bringing together everything we've had with the open Internet, everything we've had with video and publishing and monetization, and now enabling that as this really uh, beautiful consumer experience on the TV and their living room. Now, that said, I don't want to say that Apple's the first person to do this. Roku's a cool device. Amazon Fire TV is a cool device. Chromecast is a cool device. Um, but in my mind, in terms of making this a mainstream consumer phenomenon, this is a nice milestone that Apple has opened up the TV to an open, open platform and I think it's gonna. People will look back in ten years that this is a major milestone in really the transformation of how people consume entertainment and education and everything else. Well, and it's um, it's great to hear that that was the original vision. Uh, it, we certainly cover. We've been covering interactive TV. I've been covering it since you know, well, digital television since the early nineties myself, and. Uh, you know, we've been calling for, uh, you know, uh, open app development for years and years. And it, you know, fell on, on from everybody in the industry and the cable and satellite. For obvious reasons, for people who know this industry, those big pay TV operators were never in a position to open. And they still aren't, right? They still develop all of their apps, uh, you know, maybe with third parties, but secretly in R&D centers. Then they bring them in. They you know they uh they double check them they triple check them and then they launch them but nothing's ever really open nothing's really uh, there's no app store concept so uh, the fact that apple did announce this that they yeah like you said uh, um opens it up for huge worldwide development uh, as a concept to a, a gigantic number of people whereas the um you know a, an open app uh sort of strategy has never been uh, available before. As much as uh, all of us in the industry kept trying to push it uh, in a variety of different ways. Anyway, and I actually, uh, a quick story, which I've told before, I, I ran into Steve Jobs in like 2005 or 2006 at an event, and I said to him, and this, he was being awarded, um, he was being honored for the work in uh, iPod. And I went up to him and I introduced myself and I said, oh, you know, Apple's in a great position to do digital television and, and you know, to do something with this to make it great. And I said, have you considered uh, embracing that strategy? And he looked at me and didn't talk for a few moments and then he just said no. And then he walked away. So, <laughs> uh, you know, obviously uh, he was planning on it. But uh, so I, 
but to get back to what's happening today, uh, what I'm curious about is, you know, did you know in advance? Had you been contacted by Apple in advance? Because you came out with this announcement of offering, uh, which are calling the jump. Oh, I just had it in front of me. The Jumpstart package. Jumpstart for Apple, Apple TV. Jumpstart for Apple TV. I mean, how, how? Yeah, because. Okay. Go ahead. We've worked with Apple and, and the prior generation of Apple TV uh, for some time. So quite a few of the apps in today's um, app store, which is closed, and, you know, in the um, in the older version, the, the third generation Apple TV, are actually powered by Brightco. So we're pretty proud of that. And so we've made investments right. over the years in um, making sure our technology could deliver well. Uh, we were one of the first people to support Apple's Fair Play streaming technology. Uh, and digital rights management technology, and we're one of the first companies to make that available as sort of an easy-to-adopt commercial cloud service for fair play streaming to Apple TV. So that's exciting. So we had a lot of experience with Apple TV going into it. Um, I'll be honest with you, we didn't have a lot of inside knowledge about the new Apple TV, and everyone in the industry knows that Apple is excruciatingly secretive, even with companies that they have partnered with or worked with or had a good relationship with. Um, and so, no, we weren't, um, we weren't one of the few that was uh, behind the curtain, but we were able to move pretty quickly um, and understand what was going on because we'd already been delivering to the old Apple TV. We had a really powerful iOS SDK that we had built um, for um, iPhone and iPad, and so we were very quickly able to assess what is involved in building for Apple TV. We had apps up and running in-house already. Uh, we're talking to multiple customers about getting them live on the new Apple TV. We actually we do have several Apple TVs in-house, and I did get to try it yesterday and use the new remote control, and it's a cool device. It was a lot of fun, um, and so we're really excited about it. Well, uh, and by the way, back to Apple's uh, secrecy, I, I know someone who was brought in to test all kinds of things for them at a very high level, and they sequester these people for weeks. You know, away from their other job, they just they really uh, you know um, keep it secret. Anyway, uh, you uh, you also deliver video online. You definitely work with a lot of other platforms. Is Apple your priority platform? I mean, in terms of your overall well, strategy? So, yeah, our our vision has always been that um, uh, we want to uh, enable publishers to reach consumers wherever they are. So that's on mobile devices, it's on tablet devices, it's on TV devices, it's on personal computers and, and, and laptops and, and the like. Um, and you know, a huge part of the technical investments that we've made in building a service is enabling people to uh, solve the complexity of delivery across all those different devices. And it is it is astoundingly complex. You know, um, there are different streaming formats, different uh, security and DRM formats, different closed captioning formats, um, and so. Getting uh, a video uh, publishing system and application app, uh, system to work across devices, that's cool to what we do, and it's that simple. We are focusing right now a lot of attention on Apple TV because it's hot, it's brand new, and it's exciting. Um, it's going to bring new entrants into the market. It's going to create new opportunities for existing entrants in the market. Um, and um, one of the things that we have been able to do as a company is help our customers get to new devices first. And you know, I'll go back another Apple example. It's been about five years, I think, since they introduced the iPad. And if you remember, when Steve Jobs first announced it, uh, this was in the January, maybe four years ago, he um, he held it up, and there was a a blue box in the middle of the New York Times. He was showing how Pan and Zoom works on the NewYorkTimes.com, a site he liked mm -hmm. to demo. And there was this blue box in the middle of the page. And it turns out 
once the demo was o- over and we got to figure out what was going on, that was a Flash player that wasn't rendering properly because it didn't support Flash. And mm-hmm. that was in your time. And um, by the time that shipped, in March of that year, we had our HTML5 system working and our player working, and the New York Times was, was running on Brightcove on that device on the day it launched. And so we want to be able to offer that kind of opportunity to our publishers with Apple TV. Well, let's quickly um, go over what the Jumpstart package offers, because I want to ask you more of what, what you guys are, are seeing there um, from the Apple, from the TVOS platform. So uh, you obviously already mentioned that you have a lot of experience working with the iOS platform. You've got uh, digital rights management technology, transcoding, transencoder. You've got your video cloud offering, which is an end-to-end uh, delivery offering with analytics, correct? Yep. Okay. And, uh, and you also have your the Brightcove Once ad network, so you can deliver ads into whatever all that content is. You support AirPlay. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's not an ad network. It's, um, it's a way to uh, do dynamic ad insertion, but we work with ad networks and ad servers. Um, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. That, that, oh. that is our product portfolio. Oh, DAI, direct advertising insertion. Yeah, right? exactly. Okay. And you have um, an SDK that works on iOS to help people uh, build apps uh, for delivery on iOS. So yeah. is that, would you say that's that's the Jumpstart package? No, no. So the Jumpstart package is, um, the real focus here is um, a set of services. Um, from our consulting team, you know, we have a bunch of professionals who have built uh, apps and experiences and, and the like for a wide range of companies. And so what we will do is, is for any of our customers, we'll, we'll come in and help them very quickly uh, get to Apple TV, actually helping to design and build applications. And um, so not just provide the software, which is what we do, you know, cloud software, but also provide some services, consultative help, um, to help them get live fast with uh, a complete application for you know browsing videos and the like. So does that mean you're going to do front end you know UI UX work? Yes, we do some of that already. We are um, you know 95% a pure software company, but we do have a 5% of our company as a services organization that helps our customers with successful be successful with our technology, and so. We can help our customers through the Jumpstart program. It's very flexible. So we can help them really build something out all the way through, or we can provide some, you know, just very specific technical expertise to their development team to help them with um, the video playback, uh, video, uh, the player UX, the rights management, the code captions, all of those things that get very technical and require specialized expertise that our team really uh, excels in. So, I mean, it sounds to me like it, uh, like you're starting an agency business to some extent, you know, providing, um, you know, or, but are you an, you're a software platform with a bit of an agency, you know, offering? Well, um, I wouldn't go that far. It, our, our consulting group is, is really designed to uh, sort of catalyze and um, help customers get started, not to be an ongoing agency. And in many cases, we actually do consulting work for agencies who might be helping a brand go out and get, get live, but they need the specialized expertise in the platform that we have to get started. And so it's really about helping people get started, not about being an ongoing agency. But we do have a great group that builds, you know, some beautiful work. 
Uh, now, uh, an, an important phenomenon that has emerged, uh, you know, beyond just delivering video through an app experience is live streaming. And I'm assuming that Apple TV will launch Periscope or Meerkat or some of these other things. Are you guys going to be in a position to support that as well? Absolutely, yeah. We um, we support both uh, VOD, you know, video on demand, as well as live mm-hmm. streaming. Um, we, um, you know, there's different, you know, there, there's there's uh, all of this, uh, you know, sort of user generated live streaming, like what Periscope does. We tend to focus on helping our customers do sort of professional events and 24/7 live streaming. Um, you know, if you watch uh, Alzheimer.com, uh, they have a 24/7 channel that's all screened by us. Uh, the mm-hmm. wide range of events, concerts, educational things, a wide you know, we put on hundreds and hundreds of live events every month. Um, in fact, that is a big part of what our software does for our customers, and I'm sure it'll be a big thing that uh, customers will want to do in delivering to the living room. Well, it'll be interesting to see if, you know, when they do launch some of these user-generated platforms, you know, if, I mean, would you potentially be able to offer Thing that somebody could afford. You guys have become more professional as the years have gone by. You had uh, an offering when you first started that was, uh, you know, uh, more for the the new user. But uh, what about what's the strategy with with uh, with that? Just to remain sort of a B to B B to B. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The offering, would you say? Yeah. yeah our focus is on um, a wide range of companies, small and large. Um, so, you know, getting started with Lightcode is not a huge, expensive service. But we're not a consumer service. Um, we're not aiming to be, you know, how to help um, you know, uh, Joe or, or Sue down the street scream, mm-hmm. you know, the, their, their three-year-old's birthday party. Um, we're really about helping companies, whether it's a major media company like uh, Time Inc. Uh, or it's a brand like Intel, or maybe it's a smaller company as well, but we're, we're really about helping companies deliver professional video experiences both live and on demand. Okay, so uh, you said you had taken a look at the uh – the TVOS platform, you guys had some Apple TVs in-house. I, from what I understand, the, the app store is not up yet. Uh, but have you spoken to your engineers? Have, any, have they given you any um, observations? Uh, somebody mentioned, I was reading online through some, com- you know, some chat sessions, uh, that there was some deep linking going on between the various devices uh, the engineers were, were excited about exploring. Have you heard anything? Anybody give your, their opinion? Yeah, so everybody's excited. Um, uh, the user experience with the new remote is quite cool and interesting. Um, and uh, what we found was uh, we were able to get our iOS SDK up and running on the TV pretty quickly. There are mm-hmm. some classes that won't work. So um, the TV does not support 
uh, what's called WebView, which is sort of uh, the WebKit JavaScript engine. And so there, you really have to do everything in native code. Um, we, uh, but we, we've been able to get things up and running quickly. We were able to build a sample app with great high quality HD video basically overnight. Um, the uh, the uh, system, if you're familiar with iOS, is quite easy to develop for. The big gap in terms of what you might be used to with uh, building apps for the phone and the tablet is the lack of that web view. And what that means is that some technologies that people are used to with video apps aren't going to work. So client-side ad insertion, for example, if you use uh, DoubleClick or FreeWheel or things like that to insert ads into your video, you're going to have to use a server-side ad insertion solution like Brightco like One uh, because there is no way to do client-side ad insertion on, on Apple TV. So that's one of the first things we noticed because, of course, that's a big part of what our customers care about is how do I do ad-supported video online. Um, mm -hmm. We have that up and running already, so we've got, we're able to deliver that. Um, and um, you know, I think uh, we'll be able to deliver some great experiences for customers pretty quickly. Uh, for your customers, you know, they want to deliver video across all platforms. How is, mm -hmm. this is just a, this is another platform where they're very ecosystem specific. Uh, you know. How hard, how hard or easy is it for you to deliver video across all of these different uh, uh, OTT devices? Well, how, what do you do to make that easier and more efficient for your customers? Well, i got 150 people who have been working for 10 years is how hard it is. Uh, <laughs> so obviously that's a, you know, there's a lot of history there. But what we've had to do is um, build a pretty sophisticated system. So we ingest the video from our, from our customers. And we transcode that incredibly fast and incredibly high scale. We ingest 20 to 40 hours of video every 60 seconds. And then each <laughs> one of those videos, we convert into 10 or 20 or sometimes 50 renditions. Um, so we cover different bit rates. We cover different formats. Uh, for example, uh, you know, if they still have some legacy flash, we might use RTMP as well as HLS for iOS, as well as Dash for some other devices. Um, mm. We might use multiple DRM formats. Um, we've had to invest in supporting FairPlay, which is the Apple streaming technology and DRM technology. And then we have to support multiple caption formats. For example, you know, um, uh, WebVTT and 607, 608 for live captions. So the stack of technology here, from the format to the packaging, to the security, to the caption, to the audio tracks, it's pretty complicated, and there's a lot of different versions. It's one of these really complicated, multifactorial equations. And what we've had to do on the back end is we make that easy for our customers. We ingest the content, we convert it into all the formats, and we deliver it for them, and they don't need to know all those details. That's a lot of details. Do you get a sense of, you know, from um, hearing what your engineers have to say, from knowing knowing all of the work that you're doing, I mean, do you get the sense that maybe it's too early to tell that there will be an explosion of interest in developing uh, apps for this uh, for the TVOS platform? You know, uh, I mean, app stores. Uh, on, uh, on, uh, on, yeah. Go ahead. Well, yeah, you're saying well, app, I mean, apps, yeah. applications on app stores and on connected TV devices have had a rocky, you know, birth. Uh, you know, they they haven't had a lot of success. Just applications, uh, video applications Absolutely. are a different story. So, well, you know, wh how do you feel uh, about um, if this is going to? Uh, I am uh, I am uh, as confident as I can be. So feel free on your future radio show to tell me if I'm wrong. 
But I am 100% confident that this will be a success for Apple and that the App Store will be a success. I think that, um, the, it, it, you know, if you go back to the first of all TV platforms, for example, Samsung, the quality of the user experience in those early days was absolutely terrible. Um, the market was very fragmented. They had very narrow uh, market share. A lot of people bought the TVs and didn't hook it up to the Internet even. Um, and so it took a long time for people to develop. And now, uh, you know, give Samsung some credit, they had some success. But Apple is in a completely different place. Um, there is a lot of interest in the delivering for the living room. Apple is the most, most robust developer ecosystem in the market. Um, there is an existing community of millions of iOS developers who have built things for the phone and for the tablet, and it will not be an incredibly difficult transition for them to build things for the TV. Um, the quality of the user experience is excellent. Um, and so uh, I think if they had come up with something that was not, um, you know, it was entirely new and, and entirely discontinuous from iOS, then it would take them a long time to ramp up. But they haven't. They've come up with something that's very continuous with iOS and uh, done a good job, I think. And I, I have absolutely no doubt that the App Store will be busy and full, and there'll be a lot of interesting apps on the on the uh, on the TV. Well, it'd be interesting to see, you know. Uh, if people are able to embrace, these developers are willing to embrace, perhaps that's a better choice of words, the idea of video content and usefulness, you know, an application. You know, how are they going to integrate with entertainment? Because traditionally, all these developers, you know, they want to get rid of their TVs. They're into online, you know, um, experience only. Uh, they never perceive TV, uh, you know, as, a, as an opportunity uh, for you know, for a development, um, you know, they want to make the latest, uh, you know, app where you can measure something. My brain's still turning on. But anyway, do you know what I mean? I, I'm curious to see if there will be a culture shift and an interest in creating apps that work with content. Otherwise, you know, you're just building the same kind of banking apps and looking at paintings on your TV apps and, you know, uh, uh, looking at your horoscopes on on a TV. It's the same kind of stuff that Samsung offered that didn't do that well. So I, to some extent, there needs I, to be, you know, like, um, and I, yeah. you know, we, ha we have held hackathons to try to grow people's awareness that they can create uh, interactive um, applications that have a, a video-centric uh, feel, you know, an experience. That, I think, potentially could be an opportunity for you guys um, is, you know, how do you grow people's awareness of what's possible? That's a great point. We, um, we do that kind of thing too internally, and um, we're actually sponsoring uh, and putting on a, a, a video technology conference in San Francisco next month. And, um, you know, we'll, that's certainly something we'll be promoting in the, that's really a developer focused, you know, video developer focused event. Um, I would not understand. We, uh, we should be involved uh, in that. <laughs> we should be involved all right, in that. I'll, all right, I'll get you some information. That'd be great. But anyway, I okay. would underestimate the number of, you know, you're right. I, I don't think your typical low-quality horoscope app is going to have much place on uh, Apple TV or, or have much success. But, you know, I look at our customers. I want to give you an example of one of our customers who runs a beautiful OTT, OTT service. It's the Metropolitan Opera. Uh, and they do beautiful work, and you know their content. It's the opera, and not everyone loves the opera, but people who love the opera love the opera. And they have incredibly high-quality content that's incredibly beautifully delivered across all of these different devices, um, and it has multilingual closed captions and you know all the stuff you you need and expect with uh, 
with something like the opera, which is a really high quality experience, that kind of thing is going to be absolutely beautiful on your big TV screen if you're an opera fan. That's one example. There's, there's uh, so many examples. Um, in the e-commerce space, uh, we work with a company named Joyous. Joyous does this video e-commerce work that's What's absolutely beautiful. Um, What's it called? Joyous. J-O-Y-O-U-S. And oh, okay. what they do is, you know, it's, it's, it's a video interface to commerce um, for fashion and the like. And um, they get really high conversion rate for people who watch videos. It's great. I think that's the kind of experience that's going to be fantastic on a big TV. So when I look at our customer base, uh, we have thousands of customers, and we're talking to thousands more at any given point, I just, you know, I don't think there's any limit to the creativity and the opportunities for people to create great experiences for, for the TV. It's interesting that you um, brought up Joyous. Because um, in the uh, in Tim Cook's presentation, he mentioned two apps in particular, MLB, sports, and guilt, which was commerce. And, of course, if you've been in the TV business, you know that sports is the Trojan horse plat- you know, offering, and commerce is the holy grail, right? And that's, that's what everybody wants to know. Will you know, um, television be able to have a return on investment through interactive direct commerce, e-commerce, right? And uh, people... Yep. Have, tried and failed um, all of these years and uh, and of course I mentioned in my last interview recently about Apple Pay of course uh, it'll be interesting to see you know will your customers who come to you who want to use your jumpstart you know to, to jumpstart with you uh, want to create a subscription you know a, a commerce a relationship, oh, my brain. But you know, I mean, create yeah, a I, I, driven offering. Yeah. Create, you know, uh, the ability to buy certain stuff. Uh, uh, you know, it, that's where I think the application component of the interactivity component of what TVOS will offer developers. That's where uh, and content publishers. That's where I think potentially yeah, I, I, this could really kick off. Go ahead. I'm very excited about that. I, I think that um, you know, it is it is content and commerce both that will be big here. So. You know, I think about, um, uh, you know, it was recently Fashion Week, and a lot of the big fashion brands use Brightcoke to broadcast from, you know, Fashion Week in, in Milan or New York or Shanghai. And they, what we've helped them with, you know, if you take, a, a, say, Hugo Boss or, or Net-A-Porte, and um, it's building commerce directly into that. So you can watch this HP live, you know, uh, view of the fashion show, and then as the you know, uh, runway uh, walkthrough happens. I don't even know all the right words for fashion. It's not my thing. Uh, <laughs> you can actually buy their clothes right there. And, um, again, that's the kind of experience that I think will be absolutely fantastic. Um, Sotheby's, the auction house, they now use Ryko to deliver, you know, live streaming of their auctions. What a fantastic use case to sit back at your TV and buy a $100,000 bottle of wine or, or whatever they happen to be auctioning. Oh, sure. Just, That's uh, what I'm going to do. Up here. Um, <laughs> but I just think, uh, you know, there's so many use cases where video and commerce together are going to be very compelling. Any other sort of uh, uh, insights that you might have about where this could go in terms of bringing more interactivity, creating new types of applications that we're not expecting? Any sort of uh, visions of the future based on um, what you know is possible? Well, I just gave you some of mine, so you got me, you know, cold here. But what I'll say is this: yeah. is that you know, the one thing we know is that we don't know, um, and that when every every new platform, every new device comes out, it takes a little while 
for the creators, the creative community to, to think about how to best take advantage of and exploit that device. And we've seen that with the emergence of every new platform from TV to computers to smartphones. And so um, that's why I love this space because there's, there's so many people creating interesting things uh, and we don't know yet everything that will be successful. Who would have thought Flappy Bird? Is that what it's called? What a ridiculous app. Um, eSports. Let's, let's talk about eSports for a second. Um, you know, the actual, uh, who would have thought 10 years ago that there would be a massive industry of people watching e-athletes, you know, people playing video games, you know, that, that's actually getting competitive with real sports. I think more people watch the League of Legends championship uh, than watch the final of the, uh, the World Series of the Major League Baseball and the um, uh, basketball combined. Um, and so this is a kind of creativity and a kind of new kind of content that I couldn't have predicted um, that has emerged because of streaming media, uh, has enabled niches like this to exist that never could have existed before, and they turn out not to be niches. And so I don't know what it will be in a couple of years, but that's what's so cool about this. Well, uh, you know, the one the one announcement you haven't made yet is, oh, we're going to support VR. So <laughs> I'm waiting for that in a year or so. All right, well, let's get back together. It's been very nice to talk with you. All right, thank you so much, David. I really appreciate it. And uh, David is the CEO of Brightcove. Brightcove announced their Jumpstart package for Apple TV, and it will be available next month when the, when the device is available out. Well, in terms of delivery, yeah, but we're talking to customers today, so anybody can call us right now if they're interested in getting out of Apple TV. Okay, so you can go to brightcove.com, B-R-I-G-H-T-C-O-V-E.com. Thank you very much, David, and uh, I'll contact Thank you about you. your event next uh, next month here in San Francisco. Take care. Thank you. This is Tracy Swedlow, Editor-in-Chief of Interactive TV Today at ITVT.com. And, of course, we produce our own conferences, the TV of Tomorrow Show in San Francisco and in New York. And our next one is coming up in New York on December 3rd at the TV of Tomorrow Show.com. Thanks so much. Take care.